Marvel <laughs> movies. Oh man, that is the joy of life. Sometimes you're surrounded uh, by by people who love Marvel movies, and and it's okay. And I, it'll rub off eventually. And it will rub off eventually. I do want you to know that we have received validation from within our broader community of my opinion. I don't want to know who they are. Well, I have that's to okay. love on them. Well, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The, uh, so I'm, I'm not know. alone. I may be wrong, but I'm not alone. Um, and the joy of hot takes, right, is mm-hmm. that you don't have to be right just to ask Skip Bayless. Um, you just have to say it with authority. Um, and there we go. So we had a hot take. We did. Your banana pudding hot take is still trash. So, you know. It's fine. It was just really sweet when Carson brought me. Paige Harris's banana pudding. That is very sweet. And I couldn't eat it. I felt very neutral about yours. I did not feel neutral about yours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Life is full of fun stories. Moments. Speaking of, so this past uh, Sunday, I have a tradition with some of my friends where we will gather around once a year, all of us in theory. Um, One person couldn't be there. It was my husband. Because he uh, works at a camp. And shade, Patrick. Shame on a, you. It's kind of a busy time in life for him. Anyways, Priorities. But the rest of us um, were gathered, and um, we have a big pool party. And it's just a time to reconnect if it's been a while since the whole group has gotten together. And so we found ourselves um, sitting poolside, and we were reflecting back on when we started this tradition. We were all in our, like, mid-20s, no kids, Recently married. Okay. And now, fast forward seven years, and besides me and Patrick, there's two plus kids for every couple that's there. And so it's mostly the kids swimming and splashing around and us. Like, yeah, kid pool parties are very different than a, than a young adult pool party. It parties. is. Yeah. It is. It, both are fun. Um, both are enjoyable. and But my favorite part of this like whole ordeal this time that was different, a new tradition has begun, I think, <laughs> was I would look up from wherever I was, and one of our friends, Ryan, would be like clear on the other side of the pool or the yard with his phone in front of his face taking pictures <laughs> of us. And even at one moment... The girls, we had made our way inside to start, like, prepping the salad and stuff like that for dinner. And I just see a hand come through the door. And it's Ryan's hand because he hasn't dried off from the pool yet. I was about to say he was living the dad life, standing behind the camera taking pictures of the family having fun. But it slipped into the creepy dad life for a second there. Uh. And he just was taking photos. And so I finally asked Megan... Um, his wife, what is going on? And she was reflecting about how all of his other friends do a really great job of taking pictures when they're together with friends. Mm. And he sees them on Facebook and he just thinks like, man, we're terrible at this, guys. (laughs) And so he has taken it upon himself to capture the memories, the stories of our times together. That is so cool. That is so cool. One of the things I love about April is she will have captured every moment of our children's lives by the time they are said and done. And so we will have those stories for a long time. That's right. In our photos, there are moments of stories Mm -hmm. that can help us remember to tell the stories of our very lives. Absolutely.
welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. Welcome, Kiefer. We're so glad you're here. Kiefer is our new director of contemporary worship and digital communication. What, what? Um, One of his thousands of titles <laughs> includes podcast producing and recording and, and chiming in whenever... Uh, the spirit moves and time allows, and so that we're excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. Today is Kiefer's second day on the job. Started on a Sunday. Started on a yeah. Sunday, <laughs> and welcome to Monday. Here's a seven-page list of things uh-huh. that that life will now involve. Seven would have been light. Well, <laughs> seven would have been nice. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Today we are grounding ourselves once again in the Acts of the Apostles, the extension of the gospel. final time. Yeah, last time. Um, If you listened to last week's podcast, know that we're sorry. We had an incredible conversation about Acts 20 to 22, and apparently it's only meant for Melissa and I to enjoy for the rest of forever and ever. Um, So if you want to take a chance... Spend some time in Acts 20 to 22. Uh, it, there's incredible good stuff there. Yeah, like the parallels that you see. Because as you already kind of referenced, um, Acts is an extension of the Gospel of Luke. And one of the beautiful things you see in those three chapters, besides the fact that Paul is just traveling around everywhere, is the fact that Paul's life truly begins to parallel Jesus's life, where Paul has set his face towards Jerusalem. He is journeying and traveling to get to Jerusalem. And it's different than Jesus in that Paul doesn't know the outcome that's coming. He just knows it's not going to be pleasant, whereas Jesus was telling us all along the way. But in the midst of these travels, we see that Paul's life has so emulated Christ's life Mm -hmm. that it's beginning to take on the very story itself. Yeah, even when he's told over and over again that he is going to be arrested, that things aren't going to be good, he still goes. He still goes. And he goes with his whole his whole self. Um, and that's where our story begins as we embark on 23 to 28, the last six chapters yeah. of, the, of the Acts of the Apostles here. And so um, we will spend a lot of time with Paul in front of courts and councils of different forms and varieties. He starts out in in the equivalent of the church council there in (laughs) Jerusalem, and he ends up in front of eventually the Supreme Court um, of the Roman time with lots of little stops along the way. Um, It's funny, as as we were reading through this, Mm -hmm. it struck me just how many times Paul has to tell his story. Yes. Because in each one of those trials, charges are leveled against him, and the charges are pretty much the same over right. and over again. Yes. Um, every stage. Every stage, over and over. And yet he offers the same story, the same response, the same uh, testimony to the conviction and the life transformation that he's experienced, yeah. that he's been a part of. It's three separate times that he offers that. Yeah. And it's not the first time, right? We experience that story at the very beginning of Acts. And at least two other times, just off the top of my head, I could say where else in Acts he names his own story. But it's probably more than that. Yeah. No, it, it's remarkably consistent how he he tells this story. And, and what I think is interesting, which... Our narrator doesn't spend a whole lot of time wrestling with, Mm -hmm. but I think it's fun to kind of place yourself in the examination of the story to say, in what conditions is Paul telling this story over and over and over again, right? He's not, you know, he's he's not having his televangelist moment where he's standing in front of a camera asking for lots of money saying, this is the story of how Jesus touched my life. Yeah. Where's he telling the story from? 
He's in prison. He's in prison. He's on trial. He's in moments where where life would be described at a minimum as bad. <laughs> I like at a at a minimum, <laughs> life ain't so hot right yeah, now. It's, it's not so great. great. <laughs> you know, this is an entry level Marvel movie. It's not great. Oh, 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 oh my gosh! Shots fired. Oh. It's just wrong. <laughs> oh, if you have not. If you don't know what the heck we're talking about right now, go back, listen to episode five. It's the Hot Takes episode. Um, there's also a story for a later day, how I actually ended up watching Endgame at some point along the way. But, but, but life's now. not good for Paul. <laughs> it's bad. It's entry level, not so good. And yet, he remains faithful to his story. He remains consistent in the telling. And he remains consistent in, in an attitude, in a spirit of of radical grace and hospitality for those who are who are really chewing on him pretty hard. Yeah. So why do you think? Why do you why do y'all think it is so important that he tells his story over and over again? Because he's also not telling it in a different way, right? I mean, he could he could come at this from different angles, lift up different pieces of his story, but yet he remains faithful to this story of his life. Yeah, I think he's Consistent. First of all, it's a fantastic question. Um, I think in many ways it speaks to the power of the transformation that he's experienced. Yeah. It's, it's as if the moment for him is still as vivid in his memory as when it happened. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's also just deep, profound connection and commitment. In the, store, in the podcast that you will never hear, because it got lost to, right. thanks to GarageBand, um, into the internet ether, um, we talked about how part of what we see in Paul in, in 20 to 22 is this willingness to offer up his whole self, yeah. to live him with the entirety of his being in and for the gospel, yeah. right? There's this... To live, to teach, to love yeah. people. Yeah. There's all inness mm-hmm. in yeah. this thing. All inness, I like that word. It's, 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 a, new, it's a new word. Uh, but there's this all inness thing going on that Paul's living into here. And, and so I think part of why he's willing and able to tell the story over and over again is that it's incredibly vivid still. It's real in his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all in this there. Mm-hmm. If, if life is that vivid and transformative, mm-hmm. how do we learn from that? How do we take something from Paul's example here and do something in our own life with it? Mm-hmm. I think first it begins by acknowledging that life is that vivid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Often Someone we, should write a sermon series about Somebody that. should write a sermon series uh, about vividness. Um, and, and preach it around Easter, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, um, I, I think there is some level of when we encounter Scripture, when we read Scripture and we read these amazing stories um, of God doing miraculous things, we can, if we're not careful, begin to think of it as something that has happened in the past. Hmm. Something that does not happen in our own day, in our own time. It's something that, yeah, somebody wrote it down sometimes, but on a Tuesday in Cleburne, Texas, in the middle of June, is God really going to show up and do anything that would be worth telling over and over and over again? That, uh, 
let's just embrace it. I still just recently got back from a spiritual pilgrimage. It's going to continue to show up in my speech and my narrative (laughs) time and time again. Hashtag Iona. That's right. Um, But, you know, when you get distance on something powerful that's happened, right? Iona was formative and transformational for me. But if you ask me, like some people, you know, I was back on Sunday morning, was already asking, like, how was it? Because they genuinely care about me and they wanted to hear those stories. But I was not ready to give, Mm. like, answers besides it was incredible, right? I could give very simple and basic answers, but I knew there were more powerful things forming. And I think some of that's still happening for me. But one of the things that I'm, I'm bringing back from Iona, that I'm unpacking from Iona is the power of seeing God at Mm -hmm. work in the ordinary days of life. Because it was so clear for me um, in that space of watching how sharing food um, outside of a beach, like looking out onto the beach from a grassy knoll, and watching how that food multiplied into a feast, right? Was Mm -hmm. me experiencing the the gift of a few fish and loaves being multiplied into something greater. Um, me being present in a moment allowed for people to ask deeper, more powerful questions because they knew I was right there with them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same kind of stories we see Paul encounter and then uh, write about in the epistles, right? Because we know in this time when he's in prison is when he probably wrote the majority of his letters and he's remembering his time and the way he was deeply present with people. Um, and he's reminding them of those things to live into um, and not forget. So my hope is, is I'm trying to do everything I can to capture and remember what happened in Iona so that I can remember it and live it out here as mm. well. Yeah, and, and I love your connection to what Paul uh is experiencing here and what he does while in this in prison. To the best of our knowledge, since she has been employed here, <laughs> Melissa has not been in prison. Um, right. The uh, or ever, just to clarify. Or just or ever. Okay. Well, I couldn't speak to ever, so I was giving I, you space I, I, to I speak to I ever. Would, you know. Clarity is helpful. It is. Um, but that that power of sitting with something. Yeah. Long enough to unpack it so that you can then offer it back mm-hmm. is one we just heard a vivid witness from you about, but also something that I think Paul does yeah. during this season when he is imprisoned for prolonged seasons. Yeah, he writes many of the epistles during this time. He, it's as if while you wouldn't pick to be in prison. You know, yeah. God's redeeming the brokenness of that situation and giving him un- time to unpack and to begin to form and spiritually inform his people in the churches he's planted in 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 Ephesus and elsewhere, yeah. um, but also generation after generation since. So I'm going to steal something that you've been saying recently, Daniel, and wrestling with yeah. um, and package it back as a question okay. to y'all, um, which is... That, you know, one of the things you've lifted up in the midst of this family talk series, um, which is a very big truth for families, is that family doesn't always get the best of ourselves. Mm. That sometimes they get what's ever left over, right? We're tired, we're exhausted. And so I think Paul is relatable in this where 
his life situation isn't ideal. Like how much does he have left to give? Right. Mm -hmm. And yet he stands up and tells this powerful story time and time again, his story, his testimony, his witness of God and the church and work in his life in real ways. So for families, when our families aren't getting the best of ourselves, what is the challenge of Paul in these seven chapters? Hmm. I, I think the challenge of Paul is to find the capacity, no matter what your circumstance, to try to give your best. Hmm. And, and the challenge becomes in our everyday life is what does that look like? Yeah. Right? I can remember a season um, for about six months where I was in charge of planting a new church mm-hmm. while serving as the administrative pastor for a church of a thousand people a weekend with a two and a half million dollar budget. And is that also while they were doing a building project that you were yes, overseeing? Yes, I was overseeing a six million dollar <laughs> building project at the same time. I was supposed to be doing both of those things. Two full-time jobs at least. Yeah, yeah. And the jokes in the church planting world are that, you know, it's so stressful that you'll either grow go bald or get fat during your church planting season. It's one of the two. Um, ask yeah, ask any number of people along the way. Uh, you know, I went gray and fat at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Um, but during that season, mm-hmm. I was stressed. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, I don't think I ultimately did either job with the level of excellence that you would expect. Yeah. Right? But I developed a practice, and it, it started out, I mean, it, you talk about family not getting the best of us, mm-hmm. right? It, it, during that six-month period, Abby was very young. Chloe wasn't around yet. Um, and and it, so it was just the three of us. Yeah. And I developed this practice that, that wasn't intentional at first. Mm-hmm. But when I got home, I'd pull into the driveway and I'd just sit. Because my commute was only like 10 minutes. It wasn't long enough to, to really unpack at yeah. the end of the day. Um, and I'd just sit. I'd listen to a podcast. I'd listen to some music. I'd be silent. I would sit. And usually it was three, four, five minutes. But sometimes it was 10, 15, 20 minutes yeah. that I just had to sit there. And, and for a while, April wondered, does he just not want to ever come into the house? What is the deal? <laughs> And the answer was, no, I'm really trying to make sure that when I leave this car, mm-hmm. I'm able to give my family my best. Because um, the math I had done in my head was that if I can give them my best, even if it's for 20 fewer minutes than I might have given them if I just had come direct, directly out of the car, you know, the full time at 100% yeah. was better than 20 extra minutes at 60%. Quality. Yeah. Um, and, and so now what I have learned from this is that communication matters in marriage. I should probably tell April <laughs> that I'm doing this, um, not just sit in the car. Um, but when we ask, how do we make sure we give our family our best? I think we need to be intentional about that. And that changes from season to season. That is not something I do now. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I've done the last couple of years, but during that six month period where, my plate was too full <laughs> or my eyes were too big. You know, I went to like the Chinese buffet and piled it like way uh-huh. high. Uh-huh. And 
you know, I we've was. We've all done that. We've all done that. I was foundered <laughs> at the end of it. Um, I don't know that we get to the place where our family gets our best without the willingness to do what Paul was frankly forced to do. <laughs> yeah. um, but we all have the opportunity to do is to sit and unpack and reflect um, on, you know, what is happening in this moment? Where is God in this moment? Um, what story am I in the midst of that I may not even see or notice? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would encourage all of us this week to, to think about what steps are we given? Um, what steps are we taking so that our family gets our best? Yeah. Um, that, that's a, a powerful thing that we all wrestle with. And, and when we talk about family, we're not just talking about our immediate family, not just the people we live with or the people we're biologically related to right, or yeah. the people who've even claimed us as mm-hmm. sort of that friends and family, right? Yep. Um, if we ran a restaurant, the people would get the friends and family discount, right? Um, <laughs> not just that cohort of people, but one of the things we've talked about over these last couple of weeks over and over again is that God's definition of family is just ever expanding bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. It's a big, big house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of room. That's right. If you haven't been to Glen Lake Camp, you need to go. (laughs) Um, But how are we making sure that all of God's family is getting our best? Mm. Because really, you know, Paul doesn't have an immediate family, right? Right. But during this time of imprisonment, he is wrestling with, it seems, that question of how does all of God's family experience the best of what I'm capable of, but also what God is doing in and through me. And he does it through his story. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it, I think it's also a reminder to us that we each have a story to tell. Mm, yeah. Whether or not we have, you know, a big, impactful, vivid moment like Paul does on the road to Emmaus where he gets knocked down and blinded by it. Um, some of us will have that story, and that's beautiful, and that's a story we should share. There's others of us who will just have a quiet story, one that begins perhaps of being a cradle-born Christian and staying faithful in the church for the entirety of your life to wherever you find yourself at this point. And that story is just as vivid and just as powerful because in both there's something about the realness of who God is or else you would have walked away. Yeah. Um, regardless of the story that you were in. So I think there's a power in reminding ourselves um, that we're called to share our story. Because, you know, I, I can sit here as a seminary nerd, right, and, like, go on and on day in and day out about here's fun facts of Jesus or of the Bible or sure. this or that. Yeah. And those might be interesting tidbits that you can pick up, but that's not going to transform who you are. But if I share with you my story of I believe because this moment in my senior year of high school or this moment with this professor in college or this moment on a little aisle name Iona, right? If I share those stories with you, it becomes more real. Mm, Um, And I think there's a different kind of invitation into that story yourself. When you move from facts and fun things about the Bible, and important things to know, don't get me wrong, right? Um, but move from that into story, 
um, it gets more real. It's as if the universal truth and power of God finds its vividness in the particularity of each of our individual stories. Hey, and you know, Paul traveled a lot with that. Mm. And summer is a time where we travel a lot. Summer is a time where we travel a lot. On the podcast here, we will be doing traveling. Um, Our theme for the month of June is on the journey, and we invite you to be on the journey with us. Next week, we will be podcasting from annual conference where where we will be gathered with Methodists from across Central Texas, about a 1,000 strong, in the Arlington Convention Center for business and learning, and then at First United Methodist Church in Hearst for powerful worship. As including part, Marianne's commissioning. Absolutely. As a part of that, Marianne's getting commissioned, and, and that's on Tuesday night, the 11th, 11th, at 7 o'clock at First Methodist Hearst. We'd love for you to come and celebrate, be a part of that. And if you can't, watch the live stream. Absolutely. It is being live streamed, and we want you to be a part of that. The next week, we'll be at Mission Trip with our high school students, yeah. Senior High Mission Trip. Um, and then we'll come back for VBS Week. And so we will be journeying together to Mars and beyond. And so this year or this month is a month where we are going on a journey. And we know that in summer, y'all go on journeys too. Mm -hmm. You go on vacations. You go experience things with friends and family. My girls right now aren't hanging out with me. They're at Jellystone right now having fun with my (laughs) father-in-law. Playing at the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to work and they're going to play. And that's the way it is. But all of us have the opportunity to be invited on a journey this summer. Yeah. Whether it's a journey with our church or a journey that we take with our family, our encouragement for you is that no matter where life takes you, no matter where you journey, that you take your church with you. Mm-hmm. We hope you do that by joining us here on the podcast. We hope you join, you do that by making sure you check in to worship um, via the live stream or in person if you're here in town. But we also hope that this Sunday in worship, you will pick up uh, a little, what are we calling it? Hashtag the church goes with you. A little, a little paper that reminds you that the hat that the church goes with you, and it will give you a little couple. You can take it on vacation with you, and you can post it and share it with the hashtag that the church goes with you. Check in from where you are. Let us know that you are there, and so that we can be on a journey together this summer. Um, because remember, God is everywhere. God is in everything, and, and just because we're at the beach or in the mountains or sitting by the pool doesn't mean we're disconnected from a moment where God can do something powerful. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm still just keeper. <laughs> Make sure you connect with us this week. Uh, you can connect with us online through so, through our church's social media stuff. Also, uh, email us through the church website, fumcleveland.com. We'd love to have you be a part of this conversation. I'm still looking for people who will join me on Team Marvel is no good. Um, yeah. I need some support. Uh, yeah, we traded one Marvel person in Michael for another Marvel person That's in right. a bigger Marvel person. I almost guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so, we love for y'all to interact with us because we think when we join together, whether it's through digital conversation, through in-person conversation, through worship, God does something powerful when we gather. And now that we've gathered, I'm going to invite you to grow. 
as you go forth into your world, as you go forth into your week, as you wrestle with Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. I'm going to invite you this week to wrestle with the question, how can you make sure that your family is getting your best? Your immediate family and your church family and God's family. How are you taking time and space Maybe not going to prison like Paul, but taking time and space to unpack life so that you can name the ways that God is at work in your life. And in doing so, create space to be at your best for your people. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go this week. May you go knowing that God is constantly writing a narrative, a story, and inviting you to be a part of it. May you go knowing that Christ is still showing up today in miracles in the everyday. Will you pay attention to them as they happen, even in your own family? And may you go knowing that the Holy Spirit and the church goes with you wherever your summer travels take you. May you go in peace. Amen. Amen.